The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. You are listening to your Scamessa Italia Futures show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And also follow my Twitter account at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is the Twitter account for LockBetting.com, the service that has now delivered 115 months in a row of transparent track profit. And you can now see the PL for the month of December. That is now the pinned tweet. So you can go through the spreadsheet and have a look what we did during the World Cup, which included picking the World Cup winner, which was Argentina. All of the bets for December are on the spreadsheet, which was the 150th month in a row of transparent track profit. Also follow the TikTok for that account, it's the same name at LockBetting.com. And LockBetting is also on Instagram now as well. So moving on with this edition of Scamessa Italia, we are here to look at the futures markets. We already covered the first match day back. Serie A has now resumed with some mixed results, including Napoli's first defeat of the season. They were the last remaining undefeated team across all the major leagues in Europe. That has now gone. Napoli were beaten by Inter Milan. And does this now mean that Inter Milan are back in the title race? So looking at the odds, Napoli are now available at 1-2 to minus 200. That's only a slight reduction. They were previously available around about 2-5, 4-9. to So they haven't dropped significantly. Milan have come in to 5-1 to one off the back of their win. And Inter Milan are also now available on 5-1. to one. They have leapfrogged Juventus, who remain on 9-1, to one, despite being the informed team in Italy, putting together seven wins in a row. After that, you have to go quite far down to find Roma at 66-1, to one. 100 to 1 on Lazio, 150 to 1 on Atalanta, 1000 to 1 on Torino, and 1000 to 1 on Udinese. So, based on these odds, there are four clear contenders for the title. So, that would mean there are four clear front runners for the top four. Let's see if that reflects in the market. Well, Napoli are available at 1 to 66. 
Both Milan and AC Milan are available at one to 10. So they're the same price finishing in the top four as they were to challenge for the league where they're both available at five to one. And you've got Juve at four to six minus 150. So out of that top four, they are the most likely to drop out according to the books with them being nine to one to win the league and four to six minus 150 to finish in the top four. You then get Roma at two to one, Atalanta at 10 to three. They are fading fast. Lazio started in the top four, but they were beaten away to Lecce. So there's a big gap between Lazio at four to one and Udinese at 20, 20 to one. And uh, everybody else is 33 to one or bigger. And I'm talking much bigger. So it does look like we have a four horse race and they do look like they're clear front runners for the Serie A title and for the top four as well. I guess Roma are perceived to be the only challengers for the top four with Atalanta's form dipping and with Lazio being massively inconsistent as per usual. But um, I believe the top four that are there are going to be there at the end. I just think that Roma, their expected goals number is just insane. And uh, yesterday, I thought they would be able to score more goals. It did represent an opportunity to score more goals against Bologna, but they still netted one. So going into that game yesterday, their expected goal tally was 31 but they've only so far managed to convert 18 times. That seems to be a problem that should be addressed by signing a top striker. That's what Tammy Abraham was supposed to be, but he isn't delivering and it ended up costing him his spot in Gareth Southgate's World Cup squad. And without that prolific striker, Jose Mourinho's team's don't have that cutting edge. This is a Roma team that are huge in size, so they should be scoring more goals from set pieces and they definitely should be executing better on the counter-attack. That's what Jose Mourinho's sides need to do. They need to defend better and this team should be keeping more clean sheets, especially if you're setting up with a defensive low block and you need to be able to take teams apart on the counter. I don't think they have enough quality when you compare them to the rest of the teams here who are above them in the market when you're looking at the top four. I think Juve are being underestimated here in this market. Juve have a lot of players to come back. And I was very, very surprised yesterday when uh, Massimo Allegri was still resting players that played in the World Cup. And as for um, Chiesa, Chiesa is a key player for Juventus, but he still doesn't seem to be ready to start a game. That's despite the fact that he's had the long layoff and he's been back for a while and he's been coming off the substitute spence for a while. And he also had the entire period of the World Cup to get even fitter, yet he still remains a bench player. And yesterday, they also didn't start with Moise Keane. They didn't start with Keza, as I mentioned. They didn't start with Alexandro, who was away with Brazil. They didn't start with Adrian Rabiot, who, of course, played in the World Cup final. So that one maybe is excusable. And they didn't start with Paredes, who, despite being in the Argentina World Cup squad, he wasn't a starter. So that one surprised me as well. On top of these players, you still have Dusan Vlajevic to come back. You still have uh, Benucci to come back. You still have Paul Pogba to make his first start since re-signing with Juventus. And I'm not a big fan of Paul Pogba, but this is Paul Pogba at Juventus. Perhaps he can rediscover the magic that made Man United and a lot of other clubs in Europe want to sign him in the first place. As for the rest of the teams here challenging for the league, 
I think Inter Milan are the most dangerous threat. I thought AC Milan done extremely well to challenge for the league last season. And um, I think this will be their last chance to mount a serious title threat because I do believe that AC Milan will need to sell players. And I'm not confident that they'll be able to recycle and just instantly replace the likes of Theo Hernandez and Rafael Leal if they do leave. And that will damage AC Milan's chances of challenging for the title again next season. So I do think this represents the best chance for them to win another title. And by going back to back, um, they're still finding a way to grind out games. They grinded out another one yesterday. But out of the two Milan clubs, I do think that Inter Milan are superior. They had some very poor results before the World Cup against other teams in and around them. When you're looking at teams in the top six, top eight, um, Inter Milan had some very poor results. They lost to AC Milan. They lost to Lazio. They lost at home to Roma. So these types of results... They need to be avoided moving forward. Inter Milan cannot afford to have any more slip-ups. They've now reduced the gap to eight points with Juve seven points behind. And Inter uh, and AC Milan, rather, are just five points behind Napoli now at the moment. And don't forget, much like England, we're not even at the halfway point at the moment. When, when, when England resumed, when the Premier League resumed, they had also only played 16 games. So we're getting close to that halfway point now. Italy is still three games away from it. So despite the fact Napoli have a five-point lead at the moment, they will need to very, very quickly get back to the team that they were prior to the World Cup break if they are to hang on here and win the league. Obviously, the stats all look good. 37 goals scored across 16 games. They're one of the, they, well, they are the top goal scorers in the league, but I was going to say they're also one of the best defences, only shipping 13 goals from 16. But Juve, they are the best defence and they are clearly the best defence. They've only conceded seven times so far this season from 16 games. The problem is scoring goals, only 25 scored. That's what Chiesa's for though. That's what Dusan Vlajevic is for. That's what Moise Keane's for. That's what Paul Pogba's there to do to provide more credit creativity. So they do have the players coming in that should be increasing their goal output. And when you're looking at Napoli scoring 37 and Inter Milan scoring 35, Juve definitely need to up their number if they do want to pose some kind of title threat. But I definitely think the threat is there. I think Juve are a massive price at the moment, around about 9-1. to Or if you shop around, you can get them at 10-1. to And uh, I definitely think that as we move to the second part of the season, we are going to have a very, very interesting title race here in Serie A. Another bet that I noticed here was for the top Milan club where you have AC Milan at 10 to 11 and Inter Milan at 10 to 11. This is obviously reflected by the fact they are both the same price to finish in the top four and they're both the same price to win the title. Um, I would definitely be leaning towards Inter Milan here. The squad depth is just much better. When you look at someone like Romelu Lukaku, who was injured for a large part of the first part of the season, he does his best work at Inter Milan, despite what you think of him, despite the fact that he's probably responsible for why Belgium didn't get out of the group stage with his misses against Croatia. On his day, he can still be a top-level striker. So I still believe that Romelu Lukaku, alongside Lataro Martinez with Zeko as backup, this is a very, very good front line for Inter, whoever they play out of the two. And I do believe this will lead them to challenge for the titles. They can sort out the, sort themselves out defensively. And they certainly have the quality there. We're looking at Skrinar and Bastoni. They should be able to rise up the table, challenge for the title, and certainly this season finish ahead of their Milan rival. 
rivals. So that's definitely a bet I'm interested in. Inter Milan to finish above AC Milan. And that one is available, available for you at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. Before we move on to the second part of the show where I am going to look at those relegation odds and the top goal scorer market, let me take a second out to tell you guys about Winbet. Winbet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. You get reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games on the day of. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. So if you're ready to play, Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The offer subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and a present in a state for play through Winbet. is available if you also want to know a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The season never ends at Underdog Fantasy. And right now you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your own playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and for the NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Once again, that's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. So moving on to the second part of the show where we are going to look at those relegation odds. Italy is very strange because when you look at the league table, it does look very much like the bottom three has been decided even at this early point of the season. It's a big gap from the three teams in the bottom three from the team in 17th spot with Cremonese, the 1-2-200 to two minus 200 favourites to go down. Rock Bottom Verona, also available here at 1-2, with Sampdoria at 4-6-150. to six minus 150. Then you have Spazia, who are outside the relegation places at 5-4. to four. Salernitana at 5-2, to two. Empoli 7-2, and then Mons all the way down at 7-1. to one. Everyone else is 10-1 to one or bigger. Looking at the league table, looking at these odds, there's actually value in some of these minus 200 selections. Now, Sampdoria, they have more Italian football legacy, which is why they're probably being given more credit, but they've been absolutely woeful this season. The win against Sassuolo was very, very big for them, but now they'll need to build on that in order to make up the five-point gap between themselves and Spazia. Spazia look like they're on their way to an impressive and vital win against Atalanta, but they ended up being pegged back to a 2-2 draw. So now they're only five points clear of Sampdoria. And Sassuolo, they're playing really poorly at the moment. They're going to be sucked down there uh, if they're not careful. They're on 16 points. They are seven points clear of Sampdoria. And in Monza, they are up in 15th spot with 17 points so far. The same total as um, Salernitana, who last season looked like relegation certainties. 
and somehow managed to get themselves out of it. We then got Lecce and Empoli both on 18 points. Despite the fact they're 12th and 13th in the table, I don't think they're safe if Sampdoria makes some kind of run. But I don't see any kind of run coming from Cremonese and Verona. Verona in particular look doomed to go down. They've got one win out of 16 games, three draws and 12 defeats. Um, this despite the fact that they did manage to get themselves a very plucky and somewhat lucky point away to Torino. Not the easiest place to go, but I do think it's too little too late. And as for Cremonese, they haven't won a single game this season. Although they have drawn seven and lost nine of their first 16, it's very, very difficult to make a case for them to turn these draws into wins, but rather these draws will suddenly turn into losses. They were very, very um, competent against Juve. They hung in there. They looked like they could have taken the game at one point. They hit the inside of the post, but their season was summed up by the fact that Juve got themselves a last minute winner. And that was a Juve team that didn't start with a lot of their key players. As I said, I was concerned because Juve was the lock over on Scamessa Italia. And uh, we needed an 89th minute winner there. And a lot of the starters started on the bench. In hindsight, had I known the team news before the game, I probably wouldn't have taken Juve, although they did go off at a bigger price than what was quoted on the podcast. But still, Cremonese didn't get the win over the line. Yes, they competed. And yes, they've got seven draws out of 16 so far this season. But ultimately, the points tally says seven. And they're seven points away from safety, which is where Spazia are. And if anybody's going to get out of this, I would say it's going to be Sampdoria. For me, just because of legacy and perhaps I'm sold by the the wrong thing as well. I think Sampdoria will get out of it and we will end up with Spazia, Cremonese and Verona going down. But to get Cremonese and Verona at the moment at 1-2 to two minus 200, I think that offers you some significant value. And if you can parlay them together with something else you like, perhaps maybe Manchester City to win the, the Premier League in the EPL, because I still think that they will. But that's a conversation for the EPL show, not this um, Futures Edition of Scamessa Italia. But I'm looking at how you can increase your value. I would definitely not dissuade you from doing that. So whatever you want to parlay that together with, I do think that both Roma and Cremonese at the prices of one to two do offer value because I do think both of these teams will be going down to Serie B this season. And I do think we will see some competition from Sampdoria with Spazia definitely vulnerable in my opinion, while I also feel the likes of uh, Empoli and Lecce can still get sucked, to this, sucked into this, maybe even Salernitana, but um, I'm not seeing a relegation battle ahead this season for the likes of Sassuolo or Monza. So moving on to the final market that we are going to look at, that is the top goal scorer market. The favourite at the start of the season was Romelu Lukaku. He's nowhere to be seen now when you're looking at the top goal scorer market. It's actually led by Victor Usherman, who's available here at two to one. A mobile is behind him here at five to one. That was my pick at the start of the season. It's eleven to two on Latara Martinez, seven to one on Dusan Vlajevic, ten to one on Marco and Altovic, Rafael out fourteen to one. Amadala Lukman, 16 to 1. Zeko, 16 to 1. Karavatskeli of Napoli, try saying that one quickly, at 20 to 1. And everybody else is 25 to 1 or bigger. So Victor Usherman is out in front for both the books, and he's actually out in front 
in the goal scoring charts at the moment, but he's only got nine goals so far this season. So it's easy to find a little bit of value if you shop around. You've got um, Nazola of Spazia on eight with Marco Nautovic on eight, Lukman on seven, Immobile on seven, Zeko seven, Martinez seven, Leal seven, Beto Budanese on six. Dusan Vlajevic also joins a host of players on six as well with um, Karatsaskeli of Napoli also on six and then you have a bunch of players on five. So this is wide open and I don't see how uh, Victor Ushman is out in front here at two to one when Chiro Mobile, who's been injured for a large part of the first part of the season, is all the way out at 5-1. to one. I think there's significant value on Mobile. He's a consistent goal scorer in Serie A. Uh, Lazio are completely reliant on him, whereas Victor Ushman, he plays for Napoli. The goals can be spread out. The same can be said about Inter Milan, with um, the goals shared out between Martinez and Lukaku, and even Eden Zeko, even though they're, they're going to get plenty of them. With Rafa Leao at AC Milan, you also have Olivier Giroud there. You have uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic as well on the bench. So there are goals being shared out here at these other teams. And whilst there are other goal scorers at Lazio, for years and years and years, they've been reliant on Immobile. And for years and years and years, he's been a consistent 20-goal goal scorer. And give me him at two goals behind at a price of 5-1 to one, to catch up with uh, Victor Ushman, who currently doesn't even start every single game for Napoli. Victor Ushman, for me, I think it is warranted that he's a 70, 80 million pound player. And I would take him at Manchester United in a heartbeat because he does definitely suit the Manchester United system. But over at um, Napoli, he's not a consistent starter because sometimes they do end up going with a false number nine. He did end up starting the last game against Inter Milan, but there have been games throughout the season where he hasn't been a starter just simply because of the system that um, Napoli play. And sometimes you do see Lozano coming in and playing with as more of a false nine that drops in deep, which does allow the, the wingers to push forward, which is why you've seen uh, Karaskeli of, um, of Napoli scoring a lot of goals this season. And he's really been the breakout player. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't secure himself a massive move in the summer. We're looking at a lot of these players who came out of the World Cup and they're looking at massive price tags. When you're looking at Ena Fernandez, now being linked to a £120 million move for Chelsea, he was rated at about £20-25 million before the World Cup, if that. So this is something that clubs need to be wary of. This ridiculousness always happens after a major championship like a World Cup or a European Championship in particular. And I think that's what's happened here with Fernandes and with a lot of the players that had big, big World Cups. I talked a little bit about this over on BetMUFC in terms of um, Manchester United's transfer window and how we need to avoid overspending. But when you're looking at Victor Ushman, I think that is a very, very good fit for Manchester United. I'd be happy to pay £60, £70 million for him because he does fit in with what we're trying to do. And as for Karavatskeli of Napoli, a name I hate saying on his podcast, so hopefully he does leave Italy. Um, I believe that he still is a 100 to 120 million pound player. He didn't play in the World Cup, so other people are now, other clubs are now looking at other options, but he cannot be ignored. He has had an incredible season. He is the main reason, I believe, that Napoli are challenging for the title and uh, his stock will only rise if Napoli do actually get over the line and win this thing. I'm not saying that he should be in the same conversation as Diego Maradona. 
But we saw this Napoli team suddenly start to win titles in, in 1988 and 1990 once Maradona arrived. He transformed this team from a mid-table club to a title winner. And whilst Napoli weren't a mid-table club before Carrot Rapskelly got there, um, he has made a significant difference with the old guard leaving. And there was concerns at the start of the season that Napoli hadn't done enough business to replace those players when you're looking at Mertens and Insignia and Kuabali. But now they are the front runners to win the league for the first time since Diogo Maradona played in 1990. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.